0: You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy uh, I don't have no damn AKAs for today. Y'all know who I am. Um, and as usual, I'm joined by my friend. Hold on. Yes, I do. Uh, AKA, the Lord did not send us here to suffer through these high-ass prices for chicken wings. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, and I'm joined by... Hey,
1: everybody. It's Candace, not Newly At PC on social media. Um, I don't have an AKA. I will say that... Gas don't got no business being $4 a gallon. Come the fuck on. It's an evil
0: world we live
1: in. I'm about to start catching a bus. Because you got me fucked up um but we back we hope y'all enjoyed last week's episode we know it was a long one we usually try to stay in that hour range but we had a lot of shit to cover but today we're gonna get y'all in and get y'all out we're gonna be discussing black ink black ink compton and part one of the real housewives of salt lake city reunion because there was a lot of gaslighting there was a lot of bullshit um that you know, I'm trying to be patient and see if it's going to get covered in the other parts, but bullshit. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to get started. We're going to jump right in. Oh, before that, I just want to say TikTok has as much mess and chaos as Twitter does. So when y'all be I, is Twitter too messy, any type of social media platform where people are interacting and mingling and and fucking and sucking and nucking and, and bucking, you're gonna have mess. I yeah. run across so much mess on TikTok. So please save yo all the other platforms not as messy as Twitter. Yes, they are. They absolutely are. They very yes. much so are. They are.
0: Well, there are people, there is mess.
1: There is mess, okay. Um, but let's get into Black Ink. <laughs> let's get into Black Ink New York. I feel like the key thing, two two very pivotal things happen here. C's and this motherfucking press conference. C's meeting with, with Walt. C's meeting with Teddy, and then Tati telling everybody that she thinks she Griselle de Blanco. Um. <laughs>
0: Griselda Bozo.
1: <laughs> For sure. Show title. Um, <laughs> right out the gate, we getting going. Okay. So first things first. Very rarely do we agree with Teddy.
0: Very rarely.
1: Like, like very rarely do we agree with Teddy.
0: But the worst person you but know Teddy a, is Teddy point
1: the Teddy is doing what sees and crystal should be doing. And that's moving in the best interest of Cheyenne. Yep. I absolutely agree. And I wish the, let me say this when we, and I'm guilty of doing this too. I'm holding myself accountable. When we talk about situations involving children, um, one of the first things people say, well, will go to court, you know, go to get, get a judge involved, go to court. But we have to be honest about how the court system drops the ball when it comes to our kids, too. Yeah. Okay. Family judges, family court, they drop the ball a lot of times when it comes to black and brown children and mm-hmm. things of that nature. So I don't want to be one of those any other time. I don't see it for our justice system, our legal system, our law enforcement. But when it comes to a situation like this, well, why y'all ain't get the, the courts involved? Because if if there was a judge worth a damn in New York presiding over this, okay, they would put a gag order on CZ and Crystal. Yep. Period. They would yep. put a gag order on them to stop them from discussing the case on social media, stop the Instagram live, stop the press and, conferences.
0: And because, damn showing on TV.
1: Yeah, like, he wouldn't even allow it to be on TV because it's not helping Cheyenne. At Neither all. of mm. these motherfuckers are moving in the best interest of their child. Y'all sitting back and forth on social media and doing press conferences, slandering each other.
0: And if there is some
1: abuse, th- yeah, if there is some abuse present, let's get it squared away to, the proper way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like because that was one of because uh, the last time I recorded that was my um because I, I think I said I was like, what the fuck is this nigga doing a press conference? Like, is that not weird? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I hate that again. I hate to agree with Taylor, but he is absolutely right. Like, none of this this is what he said in the confessionals. buffoonery. because it was because who who the, we who, we did not need a press conference for this shit.
1: Absolutely didn't need a press who, conference. Who was? Am I, go here Fred.
0: No, I was saying who the fuck was that press conference servant, except for C's's own ego and image. It damn sure wasn't servant. That's what this
1: about. That's what this is about. And the thing is, I'm not gonna say that I don't understand where C's is coming from. Nobody wants to be known. First of all, you don't want to be known as an abuser, but you damn sure don't want to be known as a child abuser. That is that is very tarnishing if it's not true. However, you have put more effort into trying to make sure the court of public opinion knows that you're not this person that your baby mama is saying you are versus taking the steps, taking that same energy, g- going in front of a judge and saying, hey, I want to do some family counseling. I feel like we have a lot of issues that are not being sorted out. I would like for I would like some court ordered family counseling for both me and my and my daughter's mom so we can learn how to co parent better and for the three of, three us, of us, us as happened. it pertains to my child. Nobody's done that. Nope. And I got a huge issue with Caesar, Caesar's baby mama, too. I do think you're a bozo, Crystal. I don't think you're moving in the best interest of your daughter. I think you want a moment. I think you want to get back at C's because he don't want you. I do believe that. Because remember, this is the same Crystal that went and had all the plastic surgery and the big reveal, only for C's to be like, "I, st- you look good, but I don't want you.
0: Mm-hmm. And she was hurt over that.
1: She was hurt. She was belligerent because if if some if child abuse has taken place, why do you want your teenage daughter who has access to social media who uses social media to keep reliving that moment and have strangers giving their input on the situation? I've seen some very ugly comments regarding Caesar's daughter
0: yeah, sorry hey, uh, and, and again, one of the uh, one of some of the ugliest his girlfriend comments from Caesar's girlfriend yeah.
1: I And I do believe that in, if you stay with this woman, you will never have a functional, healthy, loving relationship with your daughter again, because I am an adult. And if as an adult, let's say my mom is dating a guy and that guy gets on social media and calls me all types of names and, you know, disrespects me, belittles me, demeans me and my mom continues to stay with him, I'm not going to be able to have a relationship with my mother ever again. So the fact that you keep talking about, I'm gonna make my right with my daughter, man, how much more can I take? The first step you could do would be getting rid of the bitch who set up on social media and called your daughter, all types of fat, lazy, nasty ass bitches.
0: Yeah, that's, right, and the, that's-,
1: that's the very least you could do.
0: And that's like my thing, like, you know, again, we don't we don't 100% know, you know, if there is, you know, abuse or things of that nature. We don't know. But And, I, and I've said this and I will continue to maintain and say this. I don't know what happened. I don't know what the truth is. But what I do know is that you are staying and propose, think about proposing, engage, whatever the fuck to this woman who was verbally abusing your daughter. That's what I do know.
1: On social media, publicly, not even privately. Publicly, she did publicly. it publicly
0: for the world. We word can to see.
1: pull. We can pull those posts up. We can Google it and pull it up.
0: Yeah, that's the woman that you are. You chose to stay with. So again, I don't know what happened, but what I do know is some in the milk ain't clean, and you have not ta- you nor Crystal. To be fair, um, but y'all have not taken the proper steps to make it clean. And you staying hmm. with that woman is a huge red flag that I, be- I definitely believe there's some truth. Because ain't no way in the fuck. Ain't no way in hell, abuse or not, ain't no way in the hell a same person is staying with somebody that talks that way about their child. No way in hell.
1: No way in hell. And Teddy was absolutely right. There's no way he can be somebody that Cheyenne can come to and confide in. There's no way he can help Bridge this gap and help repair things if he's standing next to you at this fucking uh press conference. There's mm-hmm. no way.
0: And also, if I'm not mistaken, didn't isn't the didn't Ted say something about C stand with his girlfriend after she he made no yes. comment? She yeah, yes, yeah. He did. Cause he's like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> Which even further highlights Ted's point. Like, imagine him, imagine him standing there with not only sees but also sees girlfriend knowing the shit that um she said about Cheyenne like what
1: yeah like I if Teddy has done nothing else right on this show being Switzerland in this situation is the right move to make because neither parent is moving in the best interest of Cheyenne. And honestly, when you see that both your parents are thinking more about themselves, their egos, like Jeremy said, their images and how they're being portrayed on across social media and the Internet, then it absolutely comes across like, well, who can I turn to? Who can I talk to? Who can I confide in? So I I absolutely commend Teddy for for being the voice of reason in this situation. And I absolutely commend him for not wanting to have any conversations with C's until he was ready to talk and, and was in a space where he wouldn't be disrespectful, but was able to say, hey, i never agree with this press conference situation. I didn't want to be a part of it. I want to make sure that I'm available should Cheyenne need me in any capacity. He did the right thing. Um, Now where C's is right at, I don't want to be friends with Walt ever again. And I'm going to tell you why. $400 is not a lot of money. $400 is so very little money to jeopardize a fucking friendship and career over. Like, I, I don't know what to say because I absolutely agree with C's. You have to make an example out of Walt because if the shops think that Walt was able to get away with stealing $400 out the register, then what? Everybody gonna feel like if it come down to hard times, they could steal from their place of, of, of employment. They could steal from their friend. I'm not trying to be funny. is riding around in Mercedes G-Wagons. He wearing Gucci this, Louis that, Prada this, that, and the third. You could have asked your friend to borrow $400. You could have asked Caesar for it. Now, would he mm-hmm. have given it to you? I don't know. But but Based on what we have seen in the past, every time Walt has fallen on hard times, sees Teddy and them have been there for Walt. So there was absolutely no reason for uh, Walt to believe he had to steal from his friend's place of business. And then forget you so busy stealing out the register, you forgot to lock the door and got the fucking shop robbed. I I can't be friends. I can't, I can't, and I won't and I wouldn't be friends with somebody who not only stole from me, but stole from my place of business. I just couldn't. I can't. I, I won't do that. That is just a huge lack of respect on Walt's part. And the that what's so crazy is not only was Walt working at the Black Inks, not only was he getting a check from being on the show. The motherfucker was doing stand-up comedy and every fucking thing else. Where your money going? You got a whole wife. That's I also think. that also works. Where was your, where's the money going?
0: I think um, we touched on that. I think a couple of seasons ago, like before the season before last season when he when he stole. Um, I think two things. One, I think a lot of his money went back to. Um, his uh child support just one is child support two one is child support two i think he started back drinking heavy again i believe and then third i think he was trying to give Tess a lifestyle that but neither one of them could really afford because remember yeah. when they had the um engagement shit, when they flew i forget where they flew even season 10 was like i know damn well i couldn't afford all this You know what I'm saying? So I think those uh, three things uh, affected them to him not being in the best of financials. But again, like you said, and uh, I think um, when it all happened, um, I don't, because if I remember correctly, I could be wrong, but I think Walt and, I mean, not Walt, C's and Ted even, and even Puma, you know, acknowledged, you know, that they could tell that Walt was struggling. Um, but the problem was, instead of him, you know, reaching out to them, um, he chose the worst possible option. And, you know, he he lost a friend, a business, um, well, a career in, you know, one business. And uh, I, you know, like I said, I, I, I agree with you. I can't really fault C's. Um, I just wish Walt hadn't have taken um, that route when he clearly needed help.
1: Absolutely. And let me be honest, friend. When you constantly put yourself in positions where you are struggling, sometimes you need to go without and sometimes you need to struggle because how many more times can Walt be rescued and he just keep ending up in the same predicament is my question. First it was the financial issues and then it was the drinking and then it was this and then it was that. My My thing is like, how many more times do people need to save you? Maybe you need to struggle a little bit. Maybe you need to struggle so you can understand that you really need to do a better job of getting your shit in order and keeping it in order and like you said Jeremy, stop trying to keep up with the Joneses. Because in my honest opinion, if you have a if you have a job that you make good money on, if you have multiple streams of income where you're making good money, you have a home, you have a partner that loves you, and you love them, and they work too. All the other shit that you that you going into debt for, that's just greed and trying to keep up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. You and Jess should have been able to pay the rent, pay the bills, and keep it moving. Yeah, four hundred dollars was not worth what you lost in the end, was it? Not on this. Not on the show no more. You're not getting a, You're not getting a big fish check you're not getting a black ink check you was never that funny to begin with with the comedy shit so i know that slowed down people were likely coming out because you were on black ink
0: yeah it definitely was more of what he was attached to than because let's be honest water's not that funny
1: he's not funny at all funny funny you're not funny and now you are friendless
2: It's going to be what it's going to be.
0: It is it what
1: is. it is. It is what it is. Um, shout out to Seize for not, you know, I was hoping that Seeds wouldn't do that grandstanding shit with Tati. Yes, I think she's stupid. What she did was absolutely stupid. But a lot of the people on this show, specifically Seize, Teddy, Walt, Puma, and so on these niggas been in the streets before they got felonies, they didn't call drug charges and all kind of shit. There's no reason to beat up on Tati about it. Cause she definitely about to do the time for that crime.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: there's, there's no reason to kick her while she's down. Um, Tati, you didn't really think about this at all. Did you? because no because you went and you got this big house in jersey so your family could have a place to stay so that your cousins could and your siblings could go to school and not have to worry about where they would stay where they would lay their head if you go to jail all of that is good as gone so what did you really do it for in my opinion Uh this was a hustle backwards yep It was a huge step backwards in what you were trying to accomplish. I hope that you are able to make all the money that you want to make and need to make before you have to take this goes to trial and stuff. I I honestly hope you prevail, truthfully. I really do hope you prevail. But based on how the world operates, how this country operates, we know how they do black and brown people. So, I mean, best of luck to you, but that was dumb. That was dumb.
0: Extremely dumb.
1: It was dumb.
0: Well, you know, Tati ain't been the brightest apple in the bunch. No. Since since we were introduced yeah. to her on the show, she has not uh she has not made the wisest of decisions.
1: Um, shout out to spider for acknowledging that he overreacted. And that he was he was wrong because he had other shit going on. Um, I still feel like Rock did a lot.
0: Oh, absolutely. They, they all did.
1: I feel like Rock did a lot. I feel like Crystal did a lot. Spider did a lot. Um, and I feel like they owe him an apology as well. Because... Somebody having to step up and do your job for you because you feel like you you too big, bad, and bold to come to work like you supposed to. That's you know that's a lot. But Puma, you know who has had the best glow up? Puma has. Puma has had a phenomenal glow up on Black Ink, and I, I appreciated the way he handled the situation with Rock and Crystal going to them as as their employer and saying, "Hey, listen." How you operating and how you moving is not okay professionally. You need to exude a certain amount of professionalism, and that means being in the shop when you have clients and being there on time and doing your job.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Period. Also, Uma, I wouldn't do just... nothing that Tatiana cooked because it might be cocaine and them hot dogs.
0: Not a, Listen, listen not, a, not I wouldn't even need some damn ladies in her house. i you. For sure. Um. Uh. But what I was gonna say is, uh, I agree with you. Puma is honestly one of the saving graces on this show. Um. Generally speaking, he moves with an air of um, calmness. He moves with an air of cool. He moves in the in an air of business acumen, while also still seeing humanity. You know, in business or at least trying to. Um, he's often the voice of reason. He is a saving grace on this damn show.
1: Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. Um, that was really it, but I feel like the season is going to get far spicier than that. I don't have anything for, for Donna and Alex. I wish they both were off the show, honestly.
2: Yeah, I feel I like...
1: This is one of those things where big fish really dropped the ball, because if there's even speculation of domestic violence, you shouldn't be allowed on the show. I don't care what Alex said. I don't care what lie he told so that they could keep that check. If y'all speculate that Donna was abusing him, she shouldn't be on the show. And then you bring her on the show with them half-ass apologies to young Bay. And Young Bay get on my fucking nerves. But y'all brought this girl on here to further gaslight Young Bay. And I don't like that at all. Yeah. Like that was really ugly. And this, like I said, this one of the situations where big fish totally dropped the ball.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, uh, but again, that was kind of my problem with the with the um uh, performance of uh like condemning donna um in the first place because you know like i said last week donna should have been gone from the show been Absolutely. and like the the retroactive punishment of her now while and i put punishment in air quotes it's 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 annoying because again this is a problem that should have been solved and with now with even more serious repercussions now you retroactively Halfway, kind of, sort of, punish her, and by proxy, Alex. When we wouldn't even be here if she y'all had done y'all due diligence and got her on the moment, you know, I mean, got her off when she had went too far in the past, because she's crossed the line. She's a habit. What um, I forget who said, Charla Murphy. Charla Murphy said, a yeah. habitual line stepper. That's Donna, a habitual line stepper. Yep,
2: absolutely.
1: I agree. Speaking of a line stepper, say Jones. Oh, hello. Okay, you gonna do what you do? How you do it? I am not at all a fan of KP. Um, this seems like a totally different person from the premiere season of Black Ink Compton.
0: Right. I'm glad you said that because I because his it, energy this, is this the, the same
1: his energy is nasty. Oh, it's Real nasty. nasty. It's nasty and it's ugly. It is nasty. It is, it's, like it's, 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 mis- it's misogynistic. It's mean. It's, yeah. it, it's a lot. Like, I do not want to get a tattoo anywhere that man is working at
0: at all like and it's crazy because it almost like can't seem like it came out of nowhere because remember like the premier season he seemed like so humble and thankful that you know sees you know put the battery in his back to you know make the to you know to get this thing started he seemed um a little he seemed like just just a kinder happier person um and then like now this season he just he's just an asshole like what
1: the fuck? Yeah. Like maybe, I, and, maybe, and
0: maybe this is the real him and he was just putting on airs for that first season, but I do not like this nigga at all.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't care for KP in any capacity and it sucks because um the tattoo industry is white dominated and you do want to see black and brown people in that industry win, okay? You do want to see people, you do want to see black people, brown people be great in the tattoo industry, right? Because when they are great, they are great with people that look like them. Because I'll be honest, you could talk to any number of black people who got tattoos. A lot of them wish they could find good black and brown artists who are really good and phenomenal at tattooing black and brown skin. Mm -hmm. So to just see you up here acting like a plum fucking fool and the nigga that that yo yes man he need his ass whooped, it just
0: is very Tim, ugly. L- l- I I, I you know what I'm, I'm 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 gonna say this. I dislike Tim more than I do KP because I feel like like I he feel like he put the battery like, in
1: his back.
0: Yes, exactly. Yes, I feel like KP wouldn't be and like I said maybe this is just his true nature, but I feel like Tim has more of an influence on him that maybe KP realizes or cares about. Because now you want to talk about a nasty soul, Tim, that's a nasty soul-ass nigga. Boy, I bet you if you look to his soul, ain't nothing but goddamn armor all on that bitch.
1: It just, it it rubbed me the wrong way um, to see how they were speaking to women. Yeah. Who were not, let me say this, Women who did not come for, for confrontation. That those women in the shop that were in the shop, they did not come for confrontation.
0: Yep. And it's just, and, and then not only that, but to be speaking to, to be speak first of all, to be speaking to anybody like that, but to be speaking to women like that. And then to be speaking to women in, who are professionals, in your own place of business, like what? Ho, who the fuck does that? Yeah, I I don't
1: know.
0: These niggas suck. <laughs> they <laughs> do
1: suck, and and I wholeheartedly hope that Lemire decides to open up his own shop. Yeah. Like I, the whole I'm Compton, I'm uh, nobody. Give a fuck about that.
0: Can you Do you nigga?
1: have Can- a good business acumen? Yes. Also, I'm going to be honest. I know that he think he's doing some hot fire, but having a tattoo shop in a, mu- in a music studio in one is not really that fire to me. Damn sure don't seem that sanitary. Doing right? Motherfuckers be in the studio smoking, drinking, eating, sucking, fucking, ducking, cook. they be doing all kinds of shit in music studios
0: also going to be honest to add on to that um i don't think you are that cold at um rapping Tattooing, be trying to do this we're rapping or, yeah Oh tattooing or rapping also that because at least you know now maybe we need a more sample size but i have not seen anything from kp that makes me think he's a great artist Like, say what you want.
1: I went to his Instagram and it was not fire.
0: Like, say what you want about Ryan. Ryan is a phenomenal artist. Hell, say what you want about C. C C C's can do some good work. I have not seen that from KP at uh. So, that's the deal. Do you be talking to your your employees any old kind of goddamn way? You're not even that good at tattooing your damn self. But feel that, but feel as though people owe you respect because, for whatever stupid ass, um, ego driven ass reason you have, I, I mm, mm, some nasty work.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Like he is, it like just... you know what's funny, is that he is showing. He's he his behavior is just showing exactly why everybody thought lemille was a better uh owner would, would would be a better boss man. He's literally proving the point. And he
2: Absolutely.
0: don't see.
1: Absolutely. I'm not. I just, I want to understand it, but whatever chip you got on your shoulder, it don't have nothing to do with those artists that were once in the shop. I still don't understand you thinking they should reach out to you during the pandemic for what? What could you have done? What could they have done for you?
0: Nigga, you are literally the boss. Like you, you were supposed to go ahead.
1: No, Not only are you the boss, you the same nigga who wouldn't even take out a PPP loan so they, that they wouldn't have to find other means to work. Mm-hmm. What did you help those people do while the shop was closed down and they couldn't tattoo in your shop?
0: What did you do? Not a damn lie. Who did you help? Not a damn one. Boy, fuck you.
1: That like that's literally where I'm at. Boy, fuck you. They don't owe you anything. They had to keep their own heads above water during this time. Like, yep. as sad as it is, this fucking pandemic really turned into everybody fan for their fucking self.
0: Capitalism. Capitalism and individualism has has literally been killing people, us specifically, um during this pandemic. And it's really fucking sad.
1: Exactly. It appears that KP got in a car accident in the next episode, but I don't care how many times your car flipped and tumbled. It don't have shit to do with you being terrible to people unprovoked. And it seemed like you getting a return investment on that fucking energy you keep putting out.
2: Yeah, you're you are
1: a dickhead. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to di- work in a shop in any capacity.
0: Not only are you a dickhead, um, you're a dickhead, but you also don't... You're a dickhead who doesn't have the skills, no business acumen to justify you being a dickhead.
1: Exactly. Well, that's suffering. Exactly. It. Yeah, for sure. Suffer and, and suffer hard. Um, that's it for the Black Inks. We're gonna move on to part one of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion. Jen, you looked a fucking mess. (laughs) Bitch, you was in there dressed like a fucking ostrich.
2: (laughs) The real brawling bitches
1: of Salt Lake City. Just shoulders, just big, wide, and full of fucking feathers, and and chandelier crystals.
0: Uh, she was out there looking. <laughs> she was out there looking like if uh, <laughs> if Ray Lewis went down a runway, <laughs> America's next top football player. That's what the bitch was looking
1: like. <laughs> <laughs> like she looked a fucking mess.
0: No, nothing about the outfit looked good. Not a damn thing.
1: Nothing. You thought it gave, but it ain't give nothing. It just, it, it didn't, it didn't give anything. Um, of course, Mary was a no show, but we've known that for how, how many months now?
0: A couple of months now.
1: One of the things that, uh, that stuck out to me was when they asked Meredith why she didn't say anything when Mary was making comments. And Meredith replied that you should be quiet and allow the the people being offended to lead the conversation. I agree, but you were also being a coward. Yeah. Like both things things can can be be true. Absolutely, you should shut up and allow marginalized people to speak up about things that they find to be offensive and just outright bigoted. But you weren't doing that. You were being a coward.
0: Yeah. It's it's, you know, when we talked about it, you know, here on the show. Um, we talked about it. And uh, you're right. Cause I said that. I was like, she don't have to get up and grandstand and act like she allied to you, et cetera, et cetera. But you can call a thing a thing. And you can just say, hey, that's wrong. I don't like that. You know, Mary, please stop. Or and if she, you know, refuses or whatever, then just don't be friends with her no more. Yeah. It and, and and it and it um you know you're exactly right. And that's what I said it then. I said it now like, you know, she ain't have the like you know, <laughs> you know, the, the champion of all marginalized people. No, nah, she should have she could have, you know, just been like, hey, that's wrong, and then allow, you know, Jenny to say what she had to say. Cause I mean Mary's comment, comments was bigger. Now again, it's bigger than on bigger the violence, <laughs> which we'll get to in a minute, but you know, you know. Meredith, you know, she she was being a coward. Like I said, Kendall. she was being a coward.
1: Absolutely. She was. Um, but one of the things that I want to point out and will continue to point out, I probably said again next week when we discuss part two of the reunion is Bravo and Andy, need they asked, well, because if they had done just a little bit of digging on on Jenny. Yep. Those
0: posts would have come up. The here A lot of some of the damn posters recent.
1: If they had done a little bit of homework. The way that they dug up all Mary's personal information to make sure we knew she was married to her step-grandpa and a lot of the shit Mary say was a lie. as much digging as Bravo did when they brought Mary Cosby on that show. They did absolutely none when they brought Jenny on that show. And I got a problem with that.
0: Yeah, especially when you know that I mean, Cape, not just with Mirror, like even uh, other shows, uh, shit. They know all the business, you know. Of uh, they can dig up all the business on Karen, they can dig up all the business on uh, Candy, they can dig up all the business on some of the um, on some of the White uh, housewife shows. But you mean to tell me uh, Janine was the one that slipped y'all cracks? Come on, now. Come yeah. on, now.
1: Now, what I will say is, Meredith, you were being a coward, but you should have honestly told Jenny you didn't defend her because you don't like her. And that would have been fair, honestly. Because Jenny spent the whole season playing telephone with your personal life and your private business amongst the other ladies. So in my honest opinion, you don't know her shit. Is was was the shit Mary said wrong? It absolutely was. But as somebody who made it a point to try and keep uh chaos going with your personal life all season long, it was not your job to stand up for her, stick up for that woman. She was Mm. telling blatant lies on Meredith down to the investigation shit. When she was when she told uh Jen that Meredith told her that she specifically had. Jen investigated meanwhile they wrote a tape back and it's Meredith saying she called in an investigator to help figure out who was making death threats against her family after last season Mm -hmm. you didn't know her nothing and you could have told her hey I do feel like Mary was wrong but I don't fuck with you so it wasn't my place to speak up you have poked and prodded in my personal life all season long, misconstrued the information, and played the worst game of telephone ever, bitch. I don't owe you nothing.
0: And I feel like if we want to, you know, uh, get to the, I feel like Jenny was doing that because she didn't have a storyline.
1: She did like the one storyline they have no storyline after the whole pregnancy thing and. All of that shit. She had no storyline whatsoever. She was just there, causing chaos.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which that in this, which Bravo ended again. Going back to the point about homework, y'all need to do y'all damn homework and get motherfuckers on this show that be having shit to talk about. Because the pregnancy thing, not even, not even being funny. And I think I said that. Uh, I think I said this the when she was brought on the show uh, for this season, I think I said it then, like, the whole cishet man um being dumb about his wife's body shit, that shit is old. That shit is old. We've seen that countless times. Granted, I know that it is, you know, to an extent, art imitating life because men, cishet men in general, are dumb as fuck about women's bodies. So I get that. However, that that was the only thing Jenny had going on. The only thing, and once that ran this course, like what, the, like what the fuck else, like, huh? So that y'all need to do a better job of that of getting people on this show that have shit to talk about, whether for good or bad. Because yep. you know, for example, I mean, it's fuck, Jen, but and it, it's fuck, Jen, and it got annoying as fuck that she was the focal point. Well, goddamn it, the motherfucker had shit to talk about good or bad mostly bad but she has shit to talk about
1: absolutely and not only that i do want to point out something else um bravo the way that y'all edited this the that situation with lisa angie and the caterer given what the information that came out at the reunion i don't believe that uh Lisa was responsible for the caterer pulling out on Angie. It sounds like the caterer was double booked and they decided which event they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But the editing in that fir- in that situation totally made it seem like Lisa told them if if you do her event, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna fire you from doing mine or something related to me. And yeah. that's not what it was. I feel yeah. like Lisa is unlikable enough without y'all doing shit like that. Absolutely. Because when the text messages came out, it just seems like the caterer was double booked and opted to do do whichever event was most beneficial to them. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And apparently it wasn't Angie's event. That's how it came across to me. I don't know if I'm seeing it differently, but it just doesn't seem like she intentionally tried to sabotage that woman's event. The caterer was overbooked and they made an executive decision and it wasn't Angie's event, period, point blank.
2: That, okay.
1: But you know what was interesting, friend? And I agree. What's up? When Andy asks Meredith, who do she feels, who did she feel was nastier to her this season. Was it Jen or was it Lisa? And she said, Lisa. And Lisa's all shocked and appalled. Bitch, we just heard you, Mike. They're calling your best friend of over a decade. All type of whores and sluts and tramps and skip and scallywags.
0: <laughs>
1: the biggest yeah. issue Jen has with Meredith is that she wants to be Meredith's friend. And every time Meredith is like, I got a lot going on. I need to figure my shit out. Jen has a breakdown. Yeah, she may throw a slick jab here or there about their marriage and shit, which I think it is absolutely uh, appalling to see a group of 40 plus year old women be so sex negative. Like that is so weird to me. Why are y'all so invested in who Meredith was fucking while she was separated from her husband? to me that think, shouldn't even be a conversation piece at this point
0: it shouldn't i think i think part of it is because now granted, i don't know nothing about uh mormon religion um here you know, for first of, first of all i don't really fuck with organized religion anyway um any type of organized religion uh not the faith just re- organized religion in itself because people are um dumb um but i think part of it is probably rooted in like the mormon faith or whatever the fuck because you know they do value marriage and all that shit and, uh, and it's also sleeping in patriarchy because this really should not be an issue well first of all it's not y'all damn business number one number two they were separated number three both of them grown as hell and they were separated they could do what the hell they want wanted to do while they were separated that's the point of being separated so yeah. what the fuck is the issue
1: Yeah, I've been, and a part of me is aggravated because fucking um, Andy won't be like, hey, listen, why are y'all so fixated on who this woman was screwing when she was separated from her husband? She and Mm. Seth admitted that they both started dating other people and decided that they would rather date each other.
0: Yeah. It was a mutual agreement that both of them would date, each, uh, date, date other people. They went out to the dating pool, saw that they had pissing, and they was and they was like, and, um, shit, you know what? Let's just get back together.
1: Let's just figure our shit out and work on each other. Um, I'm really glad. So while Whitney does absolutely get on my nerves, and Heather too, I think they are the biggest pot stores. With again the weakest storylines. Um, I'm glad that they held Lisa to the fire because Lisa Barlow is a mean, nasty, vindictive bitch, and we saw it up front and personal.
0: What and let I me say
1: her? this huh?
0: What did I call her that one time? A uh, calculating cracker? Yeah, she's for sure. Ca- she's a calculating cracker. I'm telling you, go ahead.
1: For sure. Absolutely. I just I a part of me just wishes that uh Lisa would be honest and, and Heather said it best just be who you are. Stop trying to pretend to be something you are not.
0: hmm
1: Just stop trying to be something you're not.
0: Because what you are is a is a nasty woman. He's a nasty gal. He's a nasty gal. And not in a good way. Absolutely. Not in a
1: good way. She just had been absolutely. And and my thing is, what is it when they talk about, well, Meredith wasn't there for you. Meredith wasn't sticking up for you. What exactly should Meredith have done in defense of Lisa Barlow and her shit starting and and shit stirring?
0: Yeah, honestly, when you're right, I'm with
1: you when you're wrong. I'm not getting in the middle of shit. I'm not going to look the fool for you.
0: Right. And if you need any more proof of how just how much of a manipulating, gaslighting piece of shit that Lisa is, the fact that they have even the fact that they have even allowed her to flip the narrative on Meredith as if Meredith did something wrong to her. Because, nigga, we was there. We watched the damn season. Meredith ain't do a damn thing to you.
1: At all. Choosing not to keep inserting yourself in mindless bullshit and mess is not somebody going against you. Right. It's just not. Y'all too old.
0: Too damn old.
1: This some high school shit. (laughs) If y'all would mind y'all fucking business, y'all wouldn't have a show. True enough. Right. But all in all, if y'all would mind y'all's fucking business and just work on being friends, A lot of this shit wouldn't exist. And what's crazy to me is all the nasty shit that Lisa said about Meredith when you didn't even know Meredith and Seth was separated for a good part of the first season until Meredith told you. And then you was crying and boo-hooing. Okay, I love y'all. I want y'all back together. I'm hurting for you, Meredith. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Remember all
1: that fucking crying she did when Meredith told her her and Seth was separated. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how all of a sudden she become a slut, a hoe, a tramp, or this or that, and the third? And you didn't even know she was separated from her husband for a majority of the time. They were separated by the time she, by the time Meredith told Lisa her and Seth was separated, her and Seth had started working on getting back together. Mm-hmm. So when did she become a hoe a tramp? How do you know any of this? You know, uh, I'm looking forward to part two because it this seemed like another reunion where Lisa Barlow is going to get owned over and over again.
0: Yeah, which um, is the, which is which is the, the the that's the other hilarious part I found about all of this is that she makes her bed and then she makes her own bed and then then the surprise when people make her lay down in it.
2: Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Like, you could avoid
0: all this by just not being a piece of shit, Lisa.
2: Truly. Truly.
0: Like, not being you a piece of shit will it. solve all of your problems.
2: Yeah.
0: And, so, th- and, and this is another thing before we go. What I always say if you're going to fuck around, fuck around, fuck expeditiously. around
1: expeditiously.
0: If you're going to be a villain, be a villain because these shows need them. The hell it would be born if we didn't. But stand up in that shit, please,
2: and own it. Stand up in your shit, own your shit.
1: It is what it is.
0: It is what it is. Who
1: gonna whoop your ass about it?
0: Because can't none of y'all fight.
1: For sure. Um, I don't the most disappointing part about this, but like it's to be expected is I don't think we're going to get much more about Jen and this court case. Yeah. I wish we were, but we're not. And for legal reasons, I understand why, but if that's the case, I don't, I feel like Bravo should not have had Jen on this show back on the show until things were settled with this court situation. All right. Because it just kind of was a waste of time.
0: Because then the statute of limitations of the case will be off, and We can actually talk about it.
1: Yeah. Her trial is starting this week coming up so that'll be interesting. Mm. That'll be interesting. I'm interested in in seeing what the husbands have to say. Um, I'm for sure interested in seeing Meredith hold Lisa accountable for all that shit she said about her um and Lisa, Drag much like hot. a fucking child talking about that. Was just in a fit. I was in a in a moment of rage. You are 50, bitch. Just because you are angry, <laughs> does not mean you speak about somebody that you consider a dear friend and family in that manner while mic'd up, while the cameras are rolling.
0: While the that was the while the cameras are rolling, my nigga.
1: Like you literally could have gone upstairs and had a conversation with Meredith and said, Meredith, when they gang up on me, I don't feel supported by you. I really don't. I don't feel like you always have my back in these moments. And I absolutely do feel like specifically Jen, Jen did a lot of flip-flopping with Lisa this, this season. Mm -hmm. and for no reason, like, when they were on the Sprinter van and she was trying to fight Lisa, I thought that was totally uncalled for.
0: And... um, I feel like Jen, at that point, I feel like Jen was kind of flailing. Also, because we can't really get into the details because it's an ongoing case and investigation, I feel like Jen was flailing to... Either deflect from it, or just so she could have a storyline. Because honestly, there was no reason for her and Jen, for her and Lisa to be beefing. Like no. Lisa, Le- Lisa was like legitimately the only one that that had your back when you. Because remember, at the beginning of the season, it started with the with last year's reunion. Um, they all of a sudden got real butter butter when Jen been, had been a goddamn monster. Now all of a sudden, um, uh, now all of a sudden y'all beefing. Do I think it was it was pretty performative on Lisa's part to all of a sudden be like I don't know who Jen is anymore? Yes, because girl, you know it's the same Jen Shaw that you've all that you've known and been best buddies, but why she been a goddamn terrorist? So do I think that was performative on Lisa's part? Yes, but it shouldn't have got to the point where Jen want to put hands on Lisa and shit.
1: And let me say this. And I mean this from my chest. You can be as mad as you want, Heather. Lisa motherfucking Barlow did not lie about you being built like a Lego man. Cry to who you need to cry to. <laughs> Scream it to the highest mountaintop. Yo, big back, wide shouldered square built ass is built like a fucking Lego. She ain't lie about that. No lie was told. You're boxy than a motherfucker,
0: bitch. Candy. You know who she built like? You know who she built like? Remember how? Remember Batman the Animated Series?
2: Yeah. She she built like
0: Bruce Wayne. She is.
1: She boxy <laughs> than the motherfucker. She's shoulders motherfucker. <laughs> shoulders is wide. Oh, shit. Oh, man.
0: Oh man! Like mm, I, w- mm, mm, I
1: want mm. w- so so badly to understand, but you can't be mad about the truth.
0: Mm, better get some surgery. Girl. Oh damn! see. You, <laughs> you don't even know, gotta get no. Phone.
1: I mean, I'm gonna be honest. You don't even need no surgery. Shit, you've been wearing designer in the confessionals all season. So no matter how big, boxy, and and burly you are, motherfucking Chanel make clothes in your size. It is what it is. <laughs> You know your shoulders been broad your whole fucking life. Why you get on this stage and act like somebody said something unreasonable? I just want to know.
0: <laughs> All her life she she said, been like, I'm a like
1: a I'm built like a like a Lego man. And are, and is, and is. It life happens. We'll be back next week, and hopefully Heather got them shoulders covered up. <laughs> to discuss part two Love and Marriage Huntsville is on the way back keep that in I mind
0: wait. I can't wait
1: Marriage Boot Camp coming with K. Michelle and whoever, the old K. Michelle I don't know who this new one is
0: that's a what Curtis you said, it's just a brand new bitch
1: yeah, that's a brand new bitch That bitch, she, she stopped messing with her ass and now she won't stop messing with her face
0: And showing the titties at concert for no reason. (laughs) Goodbye,
1: everybody. We'll see y'all back next week. Bye.